You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello, welcome back to Little Me Growing Up Broadway with me, Mark Tuminelli. Today is a very special Little Me episode because I have two incredible guests with me, the stars of the brand new Disney Plus film, Better Nate Than Ever. Please welcome Ruby Wood and Aria Brooks. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, I love that we're here. All right, I'm going to tell the people a little bit about you. Yes. And then we're going to talk. So Aria Brooks plays the role of Libby, Nate's best friend in the Disney Plus original film, Better Nate Than Ever. And has starred in Nickelodeon's reboot of All That, worked alongside Cynthia Erivo in the award-winning film Harriet, and starred in Dolly Parton's Heartstrings on Netflix. Aria is a recording artist who has released Castles Part 1 and Castles Part 2, and you can see her in the upcoming third season of High School Musical, the musical, the series. And Ruby Wood plays the title role in Better Nate Than Ever. And before Nate, he starred as Charlie in the Broadway national tour of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. His other theater credits include Syracuse stage production of Mama, just kidding, of Mama Mia. Wouldn't that <laughs> been great if you were in Mama Mia? Oh, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Um, Syracuse <laughs> stage's production of Mary Poppins, which is how you found your agent and your whole life changed. Yeah. So guys, do your regional theater productions. You never know what could happen. Truly. So last night was a very big night for Better Nate Than Ever. Yes. We had our premiere on Disney Plus, and the world got to see the movie that I was lucky enough to be a small part of. But I want to hear about what it was like for you both last night. Aria, tell me, what did you do? What happened? Um, first of all, back to what you said, you did not play a small part in this. Like, you were literally there helping us the entire time. Like, our, the amazing dialogue, acting coach, windmill pump pumper, heads up champion, like, everything. Everything. <laughs> all right. Um, well, so I'll appreciate that. that. We'll talk about me in a minute. <laughs> um, but what did, what did you do last night to celebrate? Um, well, I got together with a, a couple friends because we're in L.A., so it's, like, not a whole bunch of people out here that we know, but we got some people that we know some old friends and we watched the movie at a cute little venue, had popcorn and that was super fun. And then we watched it like four or five times yesterday. Um, so <laughs> probably going to watch it way more. <laughs> Great. So you had a big celebration day. Now, Ruby, you did something very cool and yes. you're, you live in, you live outside Syracuse. Yes. Yes. Or, that is correct. Yes. And so tell us what you did for your own little mini premiere last night. Um. Well, we we rented this amazing venue. It was like it was a glamour barn. So it's like a barn from the outside, glamour on the inside. It's, very it's like a barn you'd have a wedding in. It's like exactly. fancy. Barn. No, yeah, no, they host a lot of weddings, but like we got like almost two hundred people to come. A lot of my friends were there, just like a whole bunch of uh, people from from the town. And uh, we 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 had there was popcorn, there was drinks, there was pizza, there was everything, and we we watched the movie, and it was it was incredible. 
lots of, there were, I, I signed, I, ooh, and we, I, we sold signed books. We got new editions of the book and I signed them. The one that you're on the cover of? Yes. How cool is that? You're in the, you're a cover of a book. Yeah. Not only, not only am I on the cover, but me and Aria, it, it's dedicated to me and Aria. That oh was super God. sweet. Yeah. I had no idea. That's so sweet. We love that Tim Federally. We'll get to him in a minute. Absolutely. Um, now, the, you know, you have been through these two kind of really big premieres, which we'll talk about towards the end of the episode. But having this small kind of day where it's really just about the world seeing it must feel really special. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. It was like crazy to know that everyone could be watching it right now. Like while I'm watching it for the third, fourth, I don't know, <laughs> 50th time. time. <laughs> um, right. Uh, like so many other people can be watching it as well. And so many other people are enjoying it. That was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And just turning on Disney Plus and seeing your your cute faces leaning out of the cab. I know. Like, made, right? It's so It good. made you want to watch it. It's like yes. at the top. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Like, it, I just, I went on to Disney Plus and it was, I was just right there. I was just right there and I couldn't even You're right it. there. Your facha is right there. Now, as I mentioned, I had the amazing opportunity of joining you guys on this journey as yes. your acting dialogue coach for the movie. So I have a very inside track of what your experience was because I saw it. So what did you like most about working with me? <laughs> um, Silence. <laughs> no, because I thought, I was like, you should take it first. Okay, no, yeah, I'll go first. Um, okay. Definitely, uh, well, obviously you helped us memorize our lines so good. But more than that, you kept us entertained. Like we played heads up every day and I was really good at it and you were not so good. And um me, me too, <laughs> I'm so good at heads you up. Really are. Dare. You're incredible. You're incredible at heads up. Um uh no we played heads up a lot. Um and we also uh you you also learned why I walk fast. So that was a, that was an exciting day. <laughs> well, we had a lot of fun together. We, we got to create these characters like together and and with obviously with Tim and and kind of everybody. I mean, what is so cool about making a movie is that's so different than theater is that you kind of really don't know what to expect until you're doing it. Whereas right. like in theater, we rehearse and you kind of know exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah. And I feel like doing a movie, it feels so different. Every take is different. Every camera setup, you wind up with something with totally different. Yeah, now, I totally Ruby, agree. You, you had not really done a movie or even a commercial. Mm -mm. You not really spent a lot of time on set. And Ari, you have a lot of experience doing that end of it. So I want to talk about how you kind of helped each other through this process. At the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing on set, so I just followed Ari around and watched her every move. And in and in turn, I, I uh, in turn of her teaching me how to be on set, I, I taught her um, all Broadway music. So, <laughs> Ari, like what little shop of horrors in little, our okay, hotel great. room. Yes, that's it. We're getting there. <laughs> and you all made you all had fun in that hotel. Yes, we did. You're, yes, you're making videos and <laughs> um, tell me what it was like. We had this crazy three week rehearsal process, which most movies do not have. We yep. were in a rehearsal studio with Tim and me and Mary Mitchell, our musical director, and Jordan Carroll, <laughs> our music supervisor, and of course Gracie, our girl for everything. So it was really just this small group of us in rehearsal all day, kind of learning the show as if it was a theater piece. Tell me what that rehearsal, what you remember most about that rehearsal process before we got on set, before we filmed anything. Um, Who wants to take that one? I'll, um, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I, I have, I have, two, oh gosh, um, I have two really memorable moments. One was uh, in the movie, there's a, there's um, the big time song, and dance number. And uh, I learned all of the choreography for that in one day. And um, in the studio yeah, with the dancers. In the studio. Well, actually, it wasn't with, with all the dancers. It was just with some of the dancers. And most of the time, I was learning it by myself. And um, our amazing uh, choreographer was just being all of the dancers. So shout out to Zach Woodley, the incredible Zach Woodley. Yes. Um, <laughs> And so, so I learned all that choreography in one day. And then, so that was very memorable. But then also just sitting down at a table, just uh, me, Aria, you, and Tim Federley, and just like talking about our characters and like really breaking down like who, who, who Nate was, who Libby was, what the story was about, like, and just like, just, you know, really going through every little detail. 
Aria, had you had that experience before working on a TV or a movie project of that that kind of table work where we sat for hours and talked about characters and how we relate and what each line means? Had you done that before? No, not really. I kind of do like a really, really miniature version of that with myself. Um, like yeah. when I get a character or whatever, but like never anything like that. And it was so fun because like Ruby was saying, we got to like break down these characters. I The notebook, it's at home somewhere, but like we got like notebooks and we took down, like Tim would have us take down like the best moment of our lives. This, like what does your character, what's your favorite color, your character's favorite color, their favorite movie, like stuff that was never even mentioned in the movie, but to get us into the character. So that was really fun to like create it. I love it. Let's go back a little bit before you got the parts. When did this project come to you as an audition? And what do you remember about that? Aria, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, February, I believe, um, was when I got the, uh, wait, that might have been when I booked it. January, February, somewhere around there was when, like, the audition was presented. I had, like, a bunch of other auditions at the time. So we were like, oh, let's do this one. This one's fun. Um, and whenever I do an audition, I just forget about it because I want to get too attached to it. And then I don't get it. Like, so we were like, good, we submitted good call. it. I have to remember that. <laughs> yes. So we just, I did it. I did my songs, the script, and then I forgot about it. Um, and I was so focused on another audition and I got attached to that one, but then I didn't get that one. So then Better Nathan Ever came back and Tim was like, okay, we love her for Libby. She is Libby, but re-record your audition and do these little things. And the audition process continued a couple times. I read with a bunch of Nates. Um, and when I read with Ruby, me and my mom were both like, yeah, it's him. It's, that, was, <laughs> that was the one. Um, and then he told me on a Zoom that I got the job. And he did it in like a really clever way. I thought it was another audition, but he told me I got it. I love that video is unbelievable. Um, and Ruby, you have the same kind of story about I being do. told yeah. on Zoom. But tell me about the audition process for you. The first audition came in right after I had turned 14, so early January. So you had finished the Charlie tour. You were back from tour. COVID happened, and you were kind of trapped in Syracuse again after yes. touring the world. And uh, <laughs> this audition came in. Did you feel like this is me from the yeah, second I you did. Found out about so it? unlike Aria, I did not forget about this audition. Um, <laughs> I because I mean, I usually do forget about auditions, but as soon as I auditioned for this, I was like. I feel really good about this one for some reason. It just felt right. And then I got a call back and another call back and another call back. And I was I did callbacks for solidly two months. Two months of callbacks, which is It was the same scenes and the same songs. Yeah. Is that yeah. Okay. It was just ridiculous. Um and actually I I I did one chemistry read, which is when you read with other characters that are up for the parts. And I did I did one I did one chemistry read, and that was with Aria. So I only read with one Libby. Um, I think there was only one Libby. I, honestly, that's true. But then but then but then I was under the impression, like Aria, that it was just another callback when I went into the Zoom to get the part. And um, Tim told me that it was down to me and one other kid and how he knows how hard it is when you don't get a role you wanted and just basically building me up for failure. And then um, was and then and then he looked at me and was like, well, it's not going to be very hard for you today because you got the part. And I just exploded. And um, and then and he's you know, he's really good with like planning things and like just finding moments because he planned it so that after after I got the role, I would walk out and and he planned it just right so that balloons would be delivered to my house directly after I got off the Zoom. So I got off the Zoom, realizing I got the part, walked out, and there was a giant bouquet of balloons out there. It's like, this man. This, man, <laughs> this man's a genius. Now, what did you first do Like when you found out this was happening? Do you tell someone, do you have a party? Like, where? What do you do with your life? I mean, it just feels so like you have no idea what to expect, but you know it's going to be a huge thing. How do you celebrate that? Um, I feel like for me, I well, my dad was like working out in the garage. So I ran to the garage, interrupted his workout. Um, and I was like, you can work out for the three months I'm in New York. Come on now. Um, so I went down there and I was <laughs> like, I got the job. I got the job. And I was like, and he was like on a Zoom with other people and stuff. So like I completely took over the whole thing and I was so excited. And then the lady who was working him out, who's like one of like a f close family friend, love her. She's like my person. She came over to the house a little later and she I told her all about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I got the part. I got the part. And we were all freaking out and so excited. It was crazy. Ruby, what did you all do that night? Um, I I went through all my contacts and just called everyone I knew. 
Yes, we weren't allowed to tell anybody. Well, well, I did. I told a lot of people. Um, yeah, no, I told a lot of people that I was in it. No, I mean, I did. I told. I told everyone no, that was important to me, like my my yeah. my my close friends, my family. Like then, my my older brother came over, and um, we drank canned water and celebrated. So, ooh, ooh. yeah, bougie. Right, it was. We've talked a lot. It was bougie. We talked a lot about Tim Federley, who is the creator of Better Nate Than Ever. This is his book. He also directed this movie. Um, and he he's pretty an, an unbelievable force of a man. He he commands a room like nobody does, and he has created something really special. I just want to know from each of you what was your when you look at this overall experience about being led by Tim and him letting you into his magical world, what what is what do you take from that experience, Ruby, working with Tim? Um, well, he just brings such a good energy to set and he finds the like most amazing community of people and like brings them in. And it's just like he, he just makes a, a beautiful magical space wherever he goes. And I just, I, 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 I like I don't know how he does it, but I aspire to be that when I am a director someday. Oh my God, I love it. Yes. Aria, what was your overall take takeaway from Mr. Federley? Well, first I totally agree. He like makes such a good energy on every set. And that's like like every day you come in, you don't feel like you you're working. You feel like you're hanging with friends and hanging with people who respect you like it's very nice um I feel like another thing that I will never understand how he does it he's writing scripts directing movies running shows responding to your texts right after you send it texting you every five seconds the text responding blows my mind (laughs) it's ridiculous it's so crazy to me. Like he will like text like happy better Nate than ever Eve. Happy two weeks from better Nate than ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you work all these jobs? Respond to every text single messages, time I text use my story. 30 seconds. Yeah. Like yes, one truly. of the first people to view my story and comment. I like, I will never understand how he manages everything and does everything so well. Like he's just overall an amazing, amazing person. I think the other thing that's so special about Tim is that he really cares about, especially, I mean, everybody, but really the stars. Like, he cares so much about both of you and what your journey is and what your next job is going to be and right. and all of that. And that doesn't happen a lot in Hollywood. And I feel like we were all very lucky to have that time right. with him. And then another I know, thing, yeah. So I was going to say another thing I noticed was like on set, he didn't make anyone feel like they were less than. Like when referring to the extras, he wouldn't just say, okay, you move here. Like he would learn people's names. He would get to know them. He was nice to everybody. Like that's something that you'll never forget because not everyone does that. Like you said. Right. Yeah. It was, it was kind of thrilling to watch him work, especially even with the background kids. Like he really did know their names and I'm like, I don't know their names. And they're like my (laughs) students. They were all from Broadway workshop. And I was like, which one's that? Um, I should take that that out of this podcast. (laughs) I'm leaving it in because this is about truth and beauty. All right. So how now talk to me. We did, obviously we did this table work in the studio. You got the part. We started rehearsals. Were you like terrified that first day going to new 42 studios to have our first day of rehearsal? What, what do you remember about that? Well, being anxious, Ruby's got something. Here yes, we go. I do have something. I, I was excited. I was really excited. I was not nervous. And here's why. Because I feel I think I would have been a little nervous if it was a new space, but I had rehearsed in New 42 before because in New 40, I I, like uh, when I was on tour, tour rehearsed in New 42. So it was it was a it was a it was a, a space that I knew well. So I where feel you like, had met Daniel Radcliffe in the elevator. Oh yeah, no, that's a fun story. I lied. Not I, I didn't just meet him. I lied to get in the elevator with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, was he in it and you were like, oh, I got to get in here? How okay, did you, so how so did it you? was it was our last day of rehearsal. We knew he had been rehearsing and we were like- This oh, is for Charlie and the Chocolate yes, Factory. For Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was our last day of rehearsal. And um, we were then we were going to leave and like go on the road. And and as me and uh, the tutor slash child wrangler, Rachel, and Henry and Colin, the other two Charlies, as we were walking out, we saw him and his bodyguard walk in and we were like, this is our only chance. So we followed him in and um, we the, the guy behind the counter looked at us weird and we were like, oh, I forgot my I forgot my notebook upstairs. I got to go get it. It's for school. So 
I, my notebook was in my backpack. I didn't forget it. Um, so then <laughs> we, we got on the elevator and di- he was so nice. I like shook his hand. It, it, like he was just the nicest guy. And then we got off on our floor and, um, <laughs> and then went and right back down. That's where the story ends. Yeah. That's where the story ends. Um, Aria, how did you feel going, walking into that studio that first day in New York? And you had not really spent much time in New York, right? No, this is my first time in New York. So wow. that the, a couple of days before rehearsal, I guess. But I feel like for me, it was, um, I wasn't, there were some nerves like, oh, I hope I do well. I'm meeting new people. I hope they're nice, like all that stuff. Um, and so there were those kind of nerves. But overall, I was like more excited than anything. Because I feel like in my head, I was like, I earned the right to be here. I yes. earned this opportunity. So I feel like any nerves that I have, are like irrelevant. It means I care. I feel like, I don't know who told me that. Someone told me like nerves mean you care. Um, I want to say it was someone on this project. Anyway, um, like I think, nerves- I, think it may, I think it actually was me. <laughs> okay, okay. Because that sounds like something you would say. But like, <laughs> I, <laughs> but like it showed that I cared about the project and all that. So like overall, I was super excited. And then we had a dance party every day to get you used to your songs. Yes. Which I don't, nobody knows that. So every day, like we would work through Go Off and we would work through Big Time and we would all dance just to like loosen it up and be silly. I mean, and if you can't make friends through that process, I don't know what. Oh my gosh. Do you remember one of those times? I don't know who we did it for. It was like all of us, Tim and like a bunch of other people. And we were singing through our songs. So you sung through big time and you did a death drop at the end. And then I sung through the off and I like threw my jacket off. It was like... It, yeah, that that rehearsal turned into drag race real quick. Aria took her jacket <laughs> off. I did a death drop. It was probably the best day in it was, rehearsals. I, I wish we had filmed that just for like the, <laughs> the, the end credits. Now, you both have a real love for each other. And it really comes through in the movie and obviously in life. Like I've seen you, you know, be each other's like bestie and, and you know, out of filming, when did you feel like you found your kind of person? Was it during that rehearsal process? Um, I know exactly when it happened. It was, ooh, okay. I can't necessarily tell the full story, but I remember when we were in each other's hotel room. <laughs> we were in each other's hotel room and I feel like I was wearing a shirt and you said, I like your shirt. And then something clicked for both of us. That's all I'll say. So like from then on, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So from then on, literally best friends. So that's all you guys get. It's a me and Ruby thing. I love it. Yeah. And, I, and I know Ruby, exactly you, what you're yes. You don't have to tell that story, but when did you know like Aria was for you and you guys were going to be like Biffles? Um, it was, I do remember that Aria. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um no okay so it was it was kind of it was very it was like immediate um and aria like Ari when we when like the one of the first days we were hanging out aria said we're literally the f- same person just different fonts and i relate oh, yeah. to that a lot like we are we're, we're the same person but there was we were we were sitting at in in so in the aka the hotel we were sitting at the table and um I we were we were both eating food and then you, you you we were you were sending me memes and I was sending you memes and we had the same type of humor. And I remember that day very clearly as well. It was really fun to watch your friendship grow. You know, every day you'd come back into rehearsal and you were closer and closer and closer and closer. And so we knew that when we started filming, it was going to be magic, like that spark that you just have with a scene partner. And it all it was so fun to watch that. Now I know you guys, what kind of trouble were you getting into at the AKA hotel? This <laughs> podcast is not sponsored by the AKA hotel. <laughs> what, 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 what were you guys doing at night? What, tell me what was happening. Cause you couldn't go to Broadway shows. Broadway wasn't open yet. There wasn't anything kind of to do. New York was still a little bit closed. What were you guys doing every night? Um, do you want to take this? Yeah. Okay. I'll take this one. Okay. So we would, we would, we would go to each other's uh, hotel rooms and we would order insomnia cookies and we would just, oh you know, gosh. we would just hang out. We would play Dutch blitz, which is a card game. So, so most of the time, most of the time we were just, you know, playing card games and eating uh, warm chocolate chip cookies. But, um, there was a couple days near the end where we decided to make a music video for everyone that was working on the movie as like a closing gift. So we were out in the hallways dressed up in our in in our like 
rainbow masks and fun sunglasses <laughs> and, and our bathrobes. And we were walking around the halls. And there was this one moment when we were literally in the middle of filming and we were standing in front of the elevators doing this bit. And we hear the elevator ding and the door starts to open and we just look at each other and then we both run in opposite directions down the hallway <laughs> and turn the corner. It was it was quite an experience. That video is epic and I'm so glad that we have that and you you made us like the best the best rap gift ever was that <laughs> awesome music video with new new song lyrics. New it was it was everything. All right. So Let's talk about our cast. Um, obviously, we, we're led by you two, but then Lisa Kudrow, who's yeah. like the queen of everything. And, <laughs> you know, tell me about the first time meeting her, which I know happened on Zoom because I was there. But tell me about uh, meeting her for that first time. That was crazy. I feel like it was like it was on Zoom, like you said. I think meeting her for the first time, even if it wasn't like in person yet, that was pretty crazy that she was talking directly to us. She was giving us advice and we got to like ask her questions, which was super duper cool. And I don't know, that was surreal. Cause like when you work, working with someone that you've watched or that you look up to is like a whole different experience. And I don't even know if I still fully believe it. Well, believe it. And she loves both of you. Ruby, <laughs> what was your first impression of Lisa? Oh my gosh. She is just the most she is just the most down to earth person. Like she's so kind and just like loving, like she is just so, so amazing. And, um, one of my, oh my gosh, I still like sometimes like at randomly, she'll just text me, which blows my mind every single time I'll hear a ding and I'll look and I'll just, you know, die on the floor. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but there was this time there was at the, at the end of, uh, the LA premiere, we were like, we were both walking out the door and she was, we were talking about how awesome the movie was. And, um, she, I was like, you know, you would really make an awesome aunt in real life. Oh. And, and she looked at me, she looked at me dead in the eyes. She goes, okay, then call me aunt Lisa. And I, and I, I was like, okay. I changed her name in my contacts to Aunt Lisa. Lisa, I love that. Um, and she was so game to play with us, which was yes. which was so fun. I mean, we were we were doing improv games to like keep ourselves up, and, and she was like, "Can I? I want to get in." Yes, <laughs> and and we played one time. We played heads up with her at the friends deck. We played the friends deck of heads up. Oh yes, I have yeah, a video we, of that still. It's really great. She she actually was very good at Heads Up. Um, I have all the videos live on my phone. Okay. And Josh Bassett, who obviously is this, you know, big Hollywood young star who joined you as your brother, Ruby. Mm -hmm. But, um, and you and Josh and Aria have great scenes together. The three of you have like a lot of great chemistry. And I know that Aria, you were like a fan of his going into the process. And so oh, yes. what was it like to be filming with him and meet him and work with him and and tell us a little bit about that. Meeting him at first, I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys remember, I was like through the roof. I remember you guys were had like rehearsed a little before me. And when I got finally got to the studio and I remember you guys told me he was like, oh, what's her favorite song or who's someone she likes will play a song. And he was playing like my favorite artist when I walked in. So like I walked in to Joshua Bassett and Melanie Martinez playing like I was freaking out. Yeah, I, that was it. That was a very fun day. It was a good day. Yeah, we we were in the we were in Tim's office. Tim's office. Tim's yeah. office. Right. No, I actually think. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I have a memory of him playing your song. I feel like you walked in and he like turned the corner. You had a speaker and your song, like you were playing. Or I remember when I sat when I he. I came in, he was playing my favorite singer. And then I sat yes. down and he was like, um, I was like, oh yeah, I released music too. And he's like, oh my gosh, what is it? And he pulled it up and I was like, and asked me about it. I was like. And that was your song, Twinning, yeah? Yeah, because that's the one yes. that had, like just come out of the time. <laughs> we love Aria Brooks music. We're getting there in a second. All right. <laughs> So these people are amazing. Obviously, Tim puts together this incredible cast led by, you know, so many big Broadway stars and the filming. I want to get to filming. So we start filming this movie, but 
Aria, you have like a big break. So we rehearsed for these three weeks. We're ready to go. You've, you've recorded the songs. You've done all that fun stuff. And then we are ready to start and you have to go back home. Is that oh, wait, kind no, of no, what I happened? didn't go back home, but I like stayed home for like two weeks because um, they were doing most of the Pittsburgh stuff. We did all of the the family scenes first. So you had almost yeah. two weeks to not film. And we were like, had this momentum and then you had to stop. So how hard was that for you? Um, I won't say it was hard, but it was like, I don't know. It was like interesting because like, like you said, there was this momentum and then it just stopped for a minute and then we got back into it. So it was like, it was a little break. It was finding stuff to do in New York when it was pretty much closed. And then I, I told the story already, uh, like to you guys already on set, but like I hated Times Square when I first went out there. Like the idea of it, wonderful. But being out there with all those people was not for me. So we were in our hotel most of the time because we were in the middle of Times Square. So you walk out and it's so many people and it was too much for me. Just so you know, nobody likes Times Square. It's not like a place people enjoy going who live here. Like sometimes (laughs) if something is across Times Square, I'm like, "Uh, I can't go. I can't do it. I can't cross Times Square. That's that's one way to tell one way to tell if you're a tourist. Hey, do you you enjoy being in Times Square? Yeah. No, you're not from here. You're not from. No, there is there is one way to be in Times Square, and it's the way the three of us got to be in Times Square. Oh. So let's talk about filming um, on Broadway in Times Square, which are you're not in, but you were with us that whole night to hang there. out. Yes, and it was really fun. So Ruby, tell us about that night of shooting. That was magical. It was. I mean, Times Square was closed for you, sir. Yeah, to do a musical number, which was wild. Tell us about your experience doing that 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 huge scene in Times Square. It was it was mind blowing. It was it was it was mind boggling. Like yeah. W- they yeah, like you said, they closed Times Square so I could sing and dance for a couple minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, but it, we closed Times Square for uh, ten hours. It was well, I, you I only know, had but a, like yes. in the yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so yes. we. I just don't want anyone in, to think we closed it for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but like we, it was a night shoot, so we filmed from like eight to p.m. to like three in the morning, and yeah. um, it was just an aria was there. Like it was, it was truly magical. There's this shot where you see me walking, and then I look up, and I'm all of a sudden in Times Square, and then there's this amazing crane shot of me walking in, and it goes up, and then you see Mark standing in Times Square. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm also, this is the Easter egg, friends. I'm I'm in the movie with Gracie. We play boyfriend and girlfriend, and Gracie is Tim's assistant and was my best friend on this whole experience, and um, we uh, we have a whole inner dialogue, oh, whole yeah. things going on. It was- I was, we're going from Olive, we're going from the Times Square Red Lobster to the Times Square Olive Garden is our backstory, but we look for us in the movie. You guys yeah. really anyway, sold that. I truly believed it. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. no, but the funniest Thank thing you. is like that story yeah. stayed the same, but every time I walked by you, because we did that one <laughs> shot a bunch of times, every time I walked by you, you guys were different people. Like you had different accents every time I walked Full, by you. Every I, time I, was a different like, accent. One time you were British, one time you were Russian. Like it was <laughs> it was wild. Like I, I, I almost broke so many Many times I mean, we were we were trying to mess with you Ruby but we knew that you're you're a professional um we weren't worried you would we knew you'd be okay plus if I did break it was in the scene because I was like amazed by I'm amazed in Times Square um Aria tell me about what was the your favorite day of filming okay okay favorite day of filming was probably, I loved filming the go-off scenes. That was a couple days, but like all of the go-off moments, like when we were in the school or like the, what were they even called? Like the things that we threw the, like at the end of the movie. Oh, they're like, guys. yeah. Yeah. Those like practicing with those before. Um, and then like, actually doing them like those days were super fun because that was the closest we had been by far. Cause it was towards the end. Like we were all kind of letting loose. Cause like we're, Nearing the it end was of almost shoot. over. Those were the last couple of days we did go off, right? Right, and then like Zach Woodley, uh, bless his heart, he gave us fans. Um, I think nobody likes him for that, <laughs> but he yeah. he gave us fans. Full drag race fans, yeah, full drag race fans. We were just snapping them all day long. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. So that it was just very very fun. Those were like really fun days. Ruby, what was your favorite day of filming? Um, I I'd say either Times Square, but. Uh, 
or or go off because I I absolutely agree with everything Arya said. We were just so close and we were just letting loose. It was the last days of filming. It was very sad, but also we had so much fun. So it was, what she great. said. So there's a bunch of musical numbers. Obviously, we have go off that you two together and then we do big time and no one gets left behind. So, Ruby, I want to talk about sort of filming big time, which is this huge musical number that we did. That was like six days, right? It was of only three. Doing but- this. It was only three. It felt, man, it felt like <laughs> six to me. I know it was it was it was only three sure? days, but we so um they they built this huge amazing set for us that was like 1950s guys and dolls like Broadway stage like Times Square very very awesome very colorful. I was wearing this white tux. It's this big dance number. There there were like Broadway dancers and dancers from Dancing from the Star Dancing with the Stars. Like there was just so many amazing like dancers and singers and it was it was so fun um yeah those three days so then I it was just also fun uh there's there's one bit where I hop on a hot dog cart and I ride down the stage and like there's that part was fun but also a little scary because in order the stage is really big and in order to get from where we were to where we needed to be we had to push that cart really quickly. So I'm like holding on for dear life, flying down the stage on this hot dog cart. And um, it was it was a great time. And when we we shot um, No One Gets Left Behind, which is the 11 o'clock number of the show, and you got to sing that on stage at the New Amsterdam Theater on Broadway. And Aria, you're in that scene as well, obviously watching him. Aria, what was it like to watch Ruby sort of have this magical moment on Broadway, singing this killer good song that I think kids are going to be singing for like decades. Tell me what it was like kind of watching him have that that moment, your buddy. It was like crazy because like, like being like on the theater, like, okay, so like Ruby tells the story, but in the, when we were recording the songs, like go off and big time, no one gets left behind, whatever. Like I could kind of hear him in the other room, but I never fully heard the song. Um, so we kind of, heard bits and pieces in the idea of the song. So we heard him singing the same line over and over during recording. Um, but then we finally heard the song all together while he was up there on the stage. The first take, me, Josh, Lisa, we're all crying. We're like, like, and the casting directors and everyone like down watching him, like it was crazy. We were all crying. It was like such a sweet moment. And it was really, it was really fun. And Ruby, what do you remember most about shooting that? Um, it was it was really, it was really amazing because not only could I make my film debut, but I also made my <laughs> Broadway debut. And um, just like walking out onto the stage and seeing all the seats there, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's good to be home." And um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, like Ari was saying, Tim had not shown the the finished song to anybody except for me. I, me and Tim and whoever else was like in the recording, were like helping make mm-hmm. the song, were the only people who had heard the finished product, right? So then, like, like the the first take, he showed it to them and to get their genuine reactions, and it was just a really, really beautiful moment. And um, they all came down uh on the stage afterwards, and Lisa hugged me. Um, tell me about the hardest day of filming for each of you. I'm so curious. Um, just for me, I like want to know what was the hardest thing for you to shoot, Aria. Oh my gosh. Um, the scene with like, I didn't have like a, a whole lot, so it wasn't like super challenging, but like the day we were filming the like revelation scene where, um, Ruby or Nate cries and then Libby comes in and has her realization that whole scene, oh, just no. because like tapping into the emotions was like a difficult part. It took us a minute to get into it. But if you remember correctly, no air conditioning. It was so hot. So this we is in Aunt Heidi's apartment and it was the hottest day out of it nowhere. Was. It just, it was, it was very hard. So hot. Yeah. Yes. N- not, only, was not only not was it like the hottest it had been all summer, but also it didn't have any air conditioning. So we we were like hiding. We had we all had a handheld fan and we hid them <laughs> under the couch cushion so we could take them out in between takes. It was it was wild. It's so crazy. the the hardest scene that I filmed, I mean, I don't know if any of it was like hard per se, because every day on set was just so much fun. Um but I'd I would 
say um, some of the scenes on the bus were were kind of difficult because because like like everyone's trying to figure out how to fit the cameras onto the bus and like where to be and we just had to get the lines just right because the video cameras you like if we couldn't if we got something wrong we had to start all the way over so that it would line up so like I feel like that was that was very difficult but yeah the bus scenes were hard yeah and then and we like had like to do all of them in like a day and yes. then like we can only work so long because hello right. children um so that was that was something definitely okay was. so the last day of filming we're wrapping this thing how hard was it to say goodbye to this I mean knowing you're gonna get to come back and do press and things like that but you know there was a lot of emotion that last day of filming because I think we had created a family over these three months tell me about how hard it was to say goodbye to each other um I well okay so the the last the last shot that we did the martini is what it's called in the Hollywood world um was was the if you remember we talked about Do you know why it's called a martini uh, because some director always asked for a martini when the isn't that right yes that that's right. He would, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he would ask for a martini as soon as the last shot was done. So he'd call a martini. And then by the time the shot was done, he'd have a martini. I love that story. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So it's called the martini. It's the last shot of the whole movie. And, um, and it was, it was when me and Aria threw the confetti things. And then Tim was like, all right, guys, that's a wrap. We're all done. And we just turned to each other and we were just crying. We were crying. We we like stood on that stage and hugged and cried for like five minutes. Five oh, I minutes remember straight. too, after the the um confetti thrower thingies, he was, or Tim came up to us. He was like, okay, go backstage because we're like on the school stage at this point. So he was like, okay, now introducing Aria Brooks. And like the whole crew was there and I went up and bowed. And then he's like, introducing Ruby Wood. And like we bowed and we're boohoo crying and like got those little, the little slate things. And we were like, that's a wrap. And you probably oh couldn't God. even hear me say that. I was crying. It was, it was so, really yeah, no, sad, but there's, happy. Yeah, there's a lot of tears. And then Joe and that whole it. crew loved you all. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, normally when yeah. we work with kids, you're like, oh, these kids. But like every single person who worked in that movie were obsessed with both of you. So in the best way possible, it was really very sweet to see them applaud for all of you. So uh-huh. like, with everything they had. Yeah. Okay. I agree. All right. So you do this movie. We have to wait. We have the waiting game of when yeah. the movie comes out, which is very <laughs> difficult. Yes. But, and you know, you're waiting and you've seen it. Tell me about your reactions about seeing the first, cause you got to see it like about six months before the premieres with, before it was color corrected or all that stuff. What, um, what do you remember about that, that first time getting to see it through Aria? Um, that was pretty unbelievable. It was my first time back in New York since the summer. Um, so that was fun to be back and first time seeing Ruby in person since then. Um, so there was a lot of like excitement about that. But then when we went in to see the movie, like the Disney castle, that whole moment came on. We're Mm -hmm. all like in tears because we're like, oh, my gosh, it's a real movie. And we're freaking out. And like we were crying and the score wasn't even done. Like you said, it wasn't color corrected. So once all of that came into play, we knew it was going to be so different. But it was truly unbelievable to see. Oh, my gosh, we're in a real Disney movie. Yeah. Rube, what do you remember about that first screening? I remember we, we were we walked to that theater um, and like we we walked into this building. We went down some stairs and we went in and it was like this. It was like this little movie theater. And like the, the edits were all rough, like it wasn't color corrected. The, 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 the sound wasn't all in like it was it was very it was a very rough edit. But it even at that point of the process, it was still an amazing like it still worked so you well. You knew it was going to work, yeah. Yeah. So then yeah, just so- a couple weeks ago, we had the big LA premiere, which was quite an event. And I want to know what moment of that sticks out in your mind the most from from that insane night and so thrilling. That was the first time I got to see the movie. And I just like barely could, I cried through the whole thing just because <laughs> you both are so brilliant in it. And it was such a special night to be a part of. And um, I just want to know what you remember most about what you'll take with you the most about that LA premiere night. Rube, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I, 
Oh my gosh, that it, it went by so quickly. It was just a blur, but it was in it was it was amazing. Like it was it was amazing stepping out of the car with my giant green train that took up three seats. Someone told me it looked like I mugged Billy Porter and I was like, "Yes, please. Thank you." Um and uh yeah, best compliment I've ever gotten in my entire life. Um <laughs> And walking down the carpet, like having every, like everyone's yelling at you, look this way, look that way. Can you turn, can you turn over here, turn over here, look over your shoulder. It's very chaotic. Do a flip. Do, do a flip. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then, and then you turn the corner and there's more red carpet and you got to go up and down and back and forth to all the different, um, uh, like interviews. And then they pull you away. You go into the theater, you watch the movie. Um, but probably the thing that stuck out to me most was we were wait there was there was this big stage in the theater and we were waiting backstage and um Tim introduced all of us and he introduced me last and I made this big entrance and everyone was cheering and I just was the happiest I've ever been. Oh, I love that. Um Aria, what do you remember most about the LA premiere night? Um well the outfit that I was wearing I've been planning since Tim said you got the part. Um, so <laughs> like literally like the green suit, white heels, like white top moment underneath. I've been planning that for so you long. So and then I was good. like, yes. oh, maybe I'll do, I'll wear it for my birthday. That didn't work. So like, it was like highly anticipated. So then to be able to like put the look together and that it came out the way it did, I felt really good. So going on the carpet when like Ruby said, everyone's like, okay, look here, look here, bend over backwards. Like everyone was saying something different. It was like, pretty comfortable and it was fun and then seeing like ruby again it wasn't the first time we saw each other in the hotel but seeing each other and seeing um lisa kujo for the first time and forever like it was just truly a great moment walking out on the stage seeing the movie and reacting with other people that i think that yeah. might have been my favorite part like yeah. hearing other people laugh at the jokes and i finally <laughs> understood jokes i was like i acted that out and i didn't even get that joke at first that's crazy <laughs> then that's my then that's my fault um do you check in with each other about what you're going to wear to these premieres? Like, I'm doing this, you should do that. Is there any coordination <laughs> that goes on between the two of you? Okay, well, so there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of coordination, but really like I it was it was most for this for the LA premieres, it was kind of just guessing. Like I wore like a basically a dress and Aria wore a suit and it was perfect and we both wore green. That was a complete green, coincidence. Yeah. Um no, but sometimes we'll we will we'll like take videos uh, and send it to each other. Like we'll be in our bathrooms and we'll be like, Okay, um, so this is what I'm wearing. Do you <laughs> like it? And we'll just like send check in <laughs> videos. Like, yeah, those are our check in videos, like from the bathroom. <laughs> I'm obsessed. It's um, always the bathroom so with us. If, it's always in the movie it's always, too. It's always in the bathroom. Everything. Oh my God. That bathroom scene is so epic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we rehearse that more than anything, um, which is, it's just good wild news. how many times. Good news. You said you had good <laughs> news. Okay. So what has the fan reaction been? I'm sure your DMs are blowing up and things like that. What kind of things are you hearing and how do you quiet out maybe the negative things? Because not everyone's going to love everything you do. And although I think this movie is perfect, how do you how do you sort of deal with this this new fan reaction to who you are and what you offer? Who wants um, to go first? <laughs> all right. I, OK, OK. Um, I feel like for me, it was like it's been like most of it has been good and hearing what people have to say. A lot of it is like family and friends that are like, I'm so proud of you. This is so good. Da, 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 da. And that's like really like great to hear. It's a lot of that right now. The negative, um, I haven't seen a lot of it, but whatever there is, it's like not really focusing on it because a lot of the people who have negative things to say didn't work really hard on a film in New York for three months. <laughs> and right. like, and although it was a, a lot of fun, of course, but like they didn't put in that level of work that you did towards this film. So it's kind of like, I don't really care what anyone else has to say. Cause I know what we did was good. And so many people are recognizing that it's good. So it's hard to even focus on the negative when there's so much positive. Yeah. I love it. Rube, yeah. How are you dealing with all your newfound uh, fame? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm basking. I'm basking. Um, enjoying uh, it. Uh, uh, no, it's, I, 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 like Aria said, I don't really care what other people think. 
Um, I, as long as I'm proud of what I did, then that's all that matters. Like I, and I am, and especially this story coming out at this point in time in the world where everything's a bit chaotic to say the least. Um, yeah. But like this story coming out in this time is just so important. And I know that. And if I can just, you know, like, like even like, I, I don't, I don't care what, what, the what the negative people have to say i don't care what the positive people have to say i i i just am true to what i think and i feel like that's what has gotten me through well you become such a voice ruby for a lot of kids and i feel like it must be a hard thing to feel responsible for but your confidence level has been so inspiring i think to so many young people and where do you think that comes from that safety and feeling like you can do what you want and and have a stance at a young age and wear what you want where does that where does that level of confidence come from for you um i mean i've always i've always been confident but it really helps that i was lucky enough to grow up in a really, really supportive society. Like my, my family is really supportive. My friends are really supportive and I've always had that. And, um, I've said it before, but like a lot of kids, a lot of kids aren't, aren't lucky enough to have such a good support system at a young age. And I, and I was lucky enough to have that. And I want to use that to, to make a, a safe space for kids who don't have that. Um, because I want I want all kids to to feel what I feel, which is just confident and 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 truly loving who you are and truly truly being true to yourself because like that's that's just that's just so 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 important. I can't I can't even stress that enough. And Aria, you are you've become there are so many young black girls who see you on stage and know that they can do this and you are paving the way for so many people. Do you feel that or you just are doing the work? Tell me about your backstory there, because I well, you feel so passionate about it, too. Oh, definitely. Like, that's been my goal from the jump since I started acting, because like, um, well, my goal was to act because I enjoy it. But there was always a part of me like I would look up to um, certain like black girl actors and I was like I want to do that and I want to be that to someone else like the way I feel about them and watching them and I feel like oh I can do it too I want to make another girl feel like they can do it too um so that was like a one of my main goals coming into acting so the fact that I'm able to do that to four people crazy I I don't even fully I haven't even fully comprehended it but like seeing what people are saying just and it's only been out like not even a full 24 yeah. hours or no it is a full 24 hours Hello, no, we've been out 20 yes um, <laughs> focus on, let's focus on acting but you also have two <laughs> younger siblings that are looking up to you and I, I feel like you're inspiring them to do so much it's it's quite incredible to see you know you're you're like you have such a such a voice of who you are. You both have, you both know who you are so well. And I know that when I was your age, I had no idea who I was. And it's wildly inspiring to see both of you and supporting each other. And I think that this movie is going to have such a huge impact on so many kids. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that it's in the world. And uh, you both have truly the most incredible families. And I feel like the support system is so strong and we're, yeah. we're, you made making this movie such a dream because your parents are all just so brilliant and wonderful people. And it's, it's, you're both, you're both very lucky. That's <laughs> part. I agree. Um, now, if we were to make a sub, uh, a sequel to the better Nate than ever movie, what do you want to have happen to these characters? Ooh, that's a okay. new question. I'm surprised nobody's asked that question. Yeah, nobody's asked that yet. That's a good one. Well, because I want to make this sequel. Let's go. <laughs> Me too. So do I. Um, um, well, oh gosh. I. Aria, do you have an answer? Oh, kind of. I feel like for me, with Libby specifically, I feel like her revelation of like finding like where she wants to be as far as like her love of theater and wanting to be this agent. And I feel like she might want to expand her agent empire. Um, so like Ruby will always be the client, the, you the know what I mean? one client. Um, yeah. But like getting like more clients and getting him out there and continuing to like build her agent empire, girl boss movement. I wouldn't be surprised if she started a 
podcasts. So she'll be following. Great, <laughs> You'll have great. to help us out with that one too. <laughs> That's fine. It's 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 just a big time suck, but it's really fun. Um, all right. And what do you think? What do you think would happen to Nate in the second movie? Um, well, he he he's just he's just really trying to find out who he is. So I so I hope that if there's a sequel, that he would he would he would come to realize who he is, and he would find a a a a community like a group of people because he he already in in the in 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 the movie he already has he he already finds such an amazing group of people that support him but if he can just you know grow that group of people and just truly find who he is and become comfortable with himself then um i i feel like that would be that would be a win when we want to we want to see that. So the theme of this movie in so many ways is find your light. And I want to know what that means to each of you. Who wants to go first? Ruby, you can go first. Okay. Well, firstly, I got to find a better lighting system than this because <laughs> girl. Um <laughs> my <laughs> I wow, yeah, it looks yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot happening here. It's usually okay. Much let's get this. to it. Find anyway, your light. What does it mean? Find your light. Um, it's it's just it's just stepping into who you are and 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 shining bright. And I think and I think that I've learned how to do that. And I hope that other kids and just people in general can do that. And I hope Nate can do that. And Ari, what does find your light mean to you? Um. Well, in the movie when um Aunt Heidi. She says, "Like find your light, because how can how can they remember mm-hmm. you if they yeah. don't see you?" That really stuck with me when I was watching the movie. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like how how are people going to remember you if they can't see you?" So like that really stuck with me. And I think finding your light is about making yourself seen, making your opinions known, um, like what you stand for, and like letting that shine through, and let letting people see that is super important. Well, you both are just incredible humans and you're doing incredible things in the world. Now, Aria, if we want to learn more about your music, how do we find that? Because you know I found it and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so tell me about, tell the audience where they can find about, where where, where are all your music is streaming and all that. Well, I have singles and all of those singles are on my two EPs, Castles Part 1 and Castles Part 2. Um, so you can find both of those anywhere you get your music, Castles by Aria and stream it up. I mean, come on. Stream it up. And we have to make sure people are following you both on Instagram. So tell us what your Instagram handles are. Ruby, what, how do we find you on the old Instagram? Um, my Instagram is Ruby Wood at Ruby with an E. So R-U-E-B-Y, what is just spelled normal, at Ruby Wood. And um, yeah. And Aria? Um, you can find like all my social media at it's Aria Brooks. The it's is in there. People forget that. <laughs> um, I can't think of a better way to end this by playing one quick round of heads up. Yes. Oh, um, my gosh. Okay. okay. Now, <laughs> now I don't know. This is what we did to keep ourselves occupied for hours on set. And so, um, especially in those late nights. So we're going to play the Broadway deck and because it's a Broadway movie and I'm going to, we've never played heads up on, so I can't look. So just do your best. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Um do uh okay. So it's it's a place. So um it's it's a place and and it's like an emotion and it's emotion you shouldn't do for the place. I need okay. more information. What would you terrible. do? What would you do if you're sad? Um I would cry. Yeah, okay, yes, cry is in there. Um what's the number Don't- after 3? Uh, four. Don't yeah, cry who? for me, Argentina. Yes. Don't yes, cry yes, for me, yes, Argentina. Yes. Okay. Oh, lift it up. I lift it up. Or like, so we can see what? it. I raise, can't. raise your voice. Raise, raise. No, 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 Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay, um, it's um, not um, a, a scale the large rock. Um, yeah, large rock mountain. Nothing. Yes. That was the worst game of heads We're up. rusty. We're very rusty. We're very rusty, but listen, climb every mountain. All right. Listeners, if you haven't stopped now, I don't know when you will. I'm obsessed with both of you. You are both so brilliant in this movie. We can't wait to see what's next for you. Now, Aria, we know we can check you out on High School Musical 
season three, which we're really thrilled about. And Ruby, I know you're working on a ton of things and you're writing and there's a lot of exciting things in the works for both of you. I'm so pleased to have been part of this journey. I love you both like you're my own and we're in each other's lives forever. So everybody who's listening, if you've not watched Better Nate Than Ever on Disney+, Plus, watch it once, watch it twice, show your friends. Um, I think this movie is going to have a huge, huge life. And uh, I'm so obsessed with all of you. So thank you for doing the Little Me Growing Up Broadway podcast. Absolutely. It was so much fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.